Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Boom. What's up, Zinger Nation? Welcome back to Flight 49 on the Moon or Bust Rocket Ship, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. My name is Logan Ross, and I am joined today by Liquidation Nation, this guy right here, Ryan McNamara. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Got some new drip. Excited to show it off on stream. Dude, is that a, is that a Board Ape Yacht Club T-shirt? Holy shit! Board Ape, wait, wait, wait. Check this out. Check this out. Wait, what? What? Yo, sweet, right? dude, Pretty do you sweet, own a Board dude. Ape? Uh, kind of. It's complicated. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe <laughs> we could talk about that today. Uh, but we also are joined today by DeFi developer Brian Moore. Oh, oh, you got the lights going on today, Brian. Ooh. Looking fancy. Always in that rocket ship. Yeah, I'm mean, Ryan's after the stream. Confirmed. That's right. Yep. You gotta hang down. RGBs on a rocket ship. What, what? Can you even take off without RGBs? That's what. That's the real question here. No, um, you can't. Alrighty. So a uh, couple things we got to point out uh, before we can get on with the show today. So first up, if you're new to Benzinga or new to Moon or Bust, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be talking about the crypto markets, the news, how we're playing it, uh, giving you guys some trade ideas. So stick around, drop a comment, let us know what projects you're looking at this week. And if we get time, we'll talk about all of them, NFTs or the fungible tokens, whichever one you prefer. Also, we got some great resources down in the description below. Uh, we have the Benzinga Money site, which is the team that Ryan and I work on. We spend countless hours each day building this site, providing the best resources uh, available on the internet for crypto for you guys. So uh, go check out benzinga.com slash money slash cryptocurrency. There's the link in the description below. Uh, and also we have a new channel, the Benzinga Crypto separate YouTube channel. So if you are here just for the crypto, uh, then make sure you subscribe to that one. Once we get a thousand subs on that channel, we're going to start streaming from there exclusively. So uh, if you don't want to get left behind, make sure you go check that out. Top link in the description below. Also, a quick safety procedure for all who are who are willing and able, able-bodied, able-aged, you know. Uh, please activate your like button and turn it into the on position. Uh, if you're not comfortable with this, then we can try to rearrange your seating and find someone who is down to drop that like. Uh, as always, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. Right there. Right there. Boom. Hit us up. Uh, and I had an idea uh, earlier this morning. I'm thinking for the OGs, the moon or bus guys who are always coming around, always active in the chat. 
uh, reach out to us on Twitter, send us a DM and we will bring you on the show. So I want to start doing some more, uh, you know, community interviews, really uh, get the trade ideas flowing and, and incorporate you guys as much as possible. So if you're interested in that, uh, feel free to drop us a DM on Twitter and we'll make it happen. Uh, so let's get on to the news. I'm sure everybody wants to know what's going on in China. So I'm going to add my screen right here. Um, nothing new. Nothing new at all. So basically what happened this morning was China put out this announcement saying uh, cryptocurrencies are still banned in China like we didn't already know. Uh, there is no new regulation, no new laws passed, no laws changed. They're just trying to say, hey, look at how tough we are on regulation. <clears throat> Don't look at Evergrande. <clears throat> our our economy is not failing. <clears throat> We're strong. We're banned cryptocurrencies. Uh, and I'm not really buying it. So uh, earlier this year, uh, we saw them ban Bitcoin mining. Uh, and that inspired me to write this article about how many times China has banned cryptocurrency before. Uh, the fact that it's not even possible for them to you know, really shut down a blockchain or, or ban it. Um, and, and if you're interested in learning more, go check out this article. It's on that money site that I was just talking about. Um, I can drop a link in the chat for you all to make it quick. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Boom. Okay, so uh, do you guys have any thoughts about the, the ongoing situation? Should we go look at the price action? Uh, what's, the, what's the vibe? It definitely so you, killed everything. Yeah, do you think this is all FUD and, and it affected the markets, or do you think it's a coincidence that the markets went down with China reannouncing that Bitcoin is still banned? No, I think it has everything to do with the, the downturn. The Evergrande and this whole situation again it's nothing has changed they're just saying like hey there's more here's more details about why it's banned and it's illegal for banks and anybody to institutions to interact with cryptocurrency blah 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 it's it's nothing new than last time but i feel like this also shows how many more people are in the crypto investment space mm -hmm. because people are like i'm out this is china's banned crypto but it's been banned for what seven years? I mean, it's been banned forever. Nothing's yeah. really changed there. So uh, until sixteen, China actually encouraged innovation in the crypto and digital asset space, uh, and they became the country with the largest amount of miners anywhere in the world. Uh, in twenty sixteen, however, they quickly pivoted, ordered the shutdown of cryptocurrency exchanges uh, in, in all of China except Hong Kong. They made ICOs illegal in twenty seventeen. Uh, probably because of that risk that they pose to their investors. You know, China loves to protect their citizens and take care of their citizens. So um, way to go for them really looking out for the community. Great, great work, guys. <laughs> well, something uh, interesting here is that China has such cheap electricity that these Bitcoin miners were able to use that and make a profit. Now that they had to move, they have to look to like renewable energy sources, which is, in my opinion, good for Bitcoin. Bitcoin's known for using so much energy and being bad for the environment. Yeah. Um, but now that they can't be in China, they have to find alternate energy sources. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's a good thing for Bitcoin. And it gets more decentralized that way, too, since it's not all, not all in one country. Mm -hmm. It's like 50% of Bitcoin's hash power was from China before the span. Yeah. Right. And also, I think it's important to mention the digital yuan. So uh, China, there's creating their own cryptocurrency. They're digitizing the, the yuan. 
Uh, and this is what's what people call a CBDC, a central bank decentralized currency or digital currency, excuse me. Um, and, and so they really don't want competition uh, for their, you know, they want that tight grip over their own digital currency and they don't want people to use any other digital currencies. John Moore, great comment. Tyranny always comes in the name of safety, right? Uh, so Caleb Zombie Man, uh, he wants to know what are some good spots to buy crypto? So uh, let me just show you here when you're on the money site, you can go up to this crypto page here. Uh, this is the, the landing page that is linked in the description below. Uh, it, it's the one that Ryan and I built uh, and it has the answer to your question, Caleb. So uh, right at the top, as soon as my slow ass internet loads, boom, best cryptocurrency brokers and exchanges. This will take you right there. You can find out uh, all the good spots to buy crypto. I won't spoil it. I'll let you go figure it, uh, go find it. And also check out the rest of the page. So um, we, we curated these top six articles that we think are really important for beginners getting into crypto. Um, and, and hopefully you'll find them interesting as well. We also have, you know, your favorite show on Benzinga, Moon or Bust, some of our favorite episodes. Uh, so go check those out. And then your second favorite show, The Roadmap. <laughs> I see Chris Catchy in the comments. What's <laughs> up, Chris? Uh, smash that like for, for, for Moon or Bust, for The Roadmap, for the homie Chris. Uh, and make sure you go check out all of these old episodes. If you haven't seen them yet, they are the best of the best, the cream of the crop so go check it out and we also have uh the the browse altcoins page so if you want to figure out how to buy one of those altcoins that you can't figure out how to Ooh, get your hands buy icp on, huh that is a good place to find it let's see do we have the moon or bus page linked right here or is this like the youtube playlist or is this the the page let's see here i don't know you should ask who like made it yeah. <laughs> i did make it so i should probably know this um so this is uh, the moon or bust page. We created a game to go alongside this show. Uh, and it's basically a way to curate trade ideas and figure out which coins you guys are, are feeling at the moment. So go check it out. And, and what you can do is you can vote moon or bust on all your favorite cryptos. Uh, and you can also see how the community is feeling. So if you guys want us to add any coins down here, let us know uh, and we can make that happen. Oh, shoot. Uh, and there's also the convenient links to the how to buy if you're curious about that too. Uh, so let's go over to some price action. Enough self-promotion. Uh, <laughs> here we have- I want to point out one thing that- um, What's up, Brian? This person said, it seems like it's engaging in collusive behavior to lower the price of Bitcoin while they buy more up. And I, I, I would- you know, I'd argue the fact that, yeah, I think a lot of people are doing that too. There's, there's no way to regulate if, uh, you know, any market manipulation or anything's going on. So that's, that's kind of a valid point. I mean, we don't know for a fact, but I think there's a lot of that going on with multiple, multiple, multiple currencies. I think we got, you got to watch out for it and be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we see here, these are the weekly candles. I'm zoomed out quite a bit. Here is the beginning of 2021, uh, just for a little perspective. Uh, and here is where we are now. So we've been pointing out this bull market support band to you guys for the longest time now. 
we see here we have the red line is the 20 week SMA and the green line is the 21 week EMA, the exponential moving average versus the simple moving average. Okay. Uh, so people argue about which one of these is really the most important. So how about both of them, right? So what, we, what we've been talking about for weeks and weeks now is that we want to see Bitcoin close a weekly candle uh, somewhere, ideally right above this line. So we saw wicks right down to the line multiple times. Uh, and now we have the potential opportunity to close a weekly candle at this line. So right now it's about $43,600 uh, for Bitcoin. So that's the number that we want to hold uh, by Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time is when that weekly candle closes. Uh, so make sure to keep your eyes up for that. I suspect we'll probably end up somewhere right around there. I think this could be the thing that we've been waiting for, the thing that we've been calling uh, for for a long time now, and then once this does happen, that is insanely bullish. That is uh, clearance for takeoff, in my opinion. But we'll see if Evergrande if Evergrande really defaults, China doesn't do anything to help them, um, then it could cause like a ripple effect. And a lot of the the backing for the Tether stablecoin is in Chinese debt. So if we see Evergrande fall, we could see more and more dominoes fall. Uh, and a lot of these dominoes could be closely related to the value of Tether, which would hurt crypto. Um, that being said, that's a great uh, time to mention decentralized stablecoins like DAI and RAI. So uh, DAI, D-A-I, is a decentralized stablecoin uh, that is managed by the MakerDAO, D, uh, DAO. The token for MakerDAO is uh, MKR. Um, and this stablecoin is the favorite of DeFi enthusiasts for its decentralized uh, stability, right? So there's no company that has to um, maintain that peg for you that you have to trust in, um, be that circle, which is, is much more transparent, US-based, or be that tether, which has been kind of a little bit shady in the past. So I think decentralized stablecoins will be the way to go. And also the government can't stop them. So that's another huge bonus there. Uh, let's hop on over to the ETH chart. Once again, weekly candles. Uh, and we're holding a little bit stronger above that support line, uh, support band right here. Um, the weekly close could be down to like 2,800 and we'd be chilling uh, I think that we'll probably see something pretty similar to whatever happens with Bitcoin. Um, what do you guys think about this one? Well, first, first, what, is, what do you guys think in the chat? Can you drop a comment? Uh, let us know. Do you think we're going to hold the line going into the end of the week? Uh, yes or no? And maybe, maybe why you think that. Um, but Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I think these next few weeks are going to be really critical for the rest of the year. I think if we can hold, then we could see new all-time highs maybe within the next month or two, which would be great. If we don't hold, though, I mean, that's pretty bearish. We were just down like half of the all-time highs for Bitcoin, half of the mm -hmm. all-time highs for Ethereum for what, like three months. So I could see that happening again. I mean, we generally agree with with our boy, Benjamin Cowan. He's a data scientist who's mm -hmm. very popular on YouTube. He has some good theories about all of this stuff. So go check him out if you're interested in, in the data behind cryptocurrencies. But yeah, I think these next two weeks are going to be really important for the rest of the year. If we can hold that line, I think that, like you said, it'll be super bullish. If we don't, we'll probably be pretty bearish for the next few months. And hopefully by 2022, we'll pick back up above that bull market support band and be on mm -hmm. our way. Yeah. And um, on that Benjamin Cowan note, uh, 
he predicted when we were right around here that we would need three to six months uh, below this bull market support band before we could see a new top. So we got three months more or less, you know, in the shitter uh, and we could have potentially three more before we are good to go make some new all time highs. Now, it's not necessary um, according to, to his thesis. Um, but it would be completely accepted, completely normal. I really wouldn't be panicking. Even if we drop below this uh, and we can't get back above it for a couple months, I'll still be bullish. I'll still be hodling. Uh, but let us know what you guys are doing, how you plan to play this uh, end of 2021 and into 2022. I think we're going to see um, a bigger, uh, bigger bounce after a short pullback. So what I mean by that is I think with all the stuff going on in China and, you know, everything we just explained, I think that's actually going to rebound a lot quicker than it usually does because there's, you know, it's more of a FUD thing and nothing's really changed besides the Evergrande thing. And if they fall tether and all that stuff, that will tumble. But I think that we're going to be able to rebound and people are going to start buying in a lot more. Last week we said it's going to go to the 41, 42 probably won't break 40 on Bitcoin, probably won't go to 39. But, you know, we're still in that area. I think during the weekends, that's when we'll see a lot more of a downturn. And people aren't going to either be buying in or they're going to be selling. But come next week to the week after, I think that we're all on the money. I think that's when we're going to see a lot of upturn and some potential for all-time highs, you know, in the future in a couple months. Sounds good. Uh, Aaron Bryan wants to know who's sniffing like they partied too hard. Ryan, is that you? Is it me? That little it might have been me. Oh, I've man. been known Go. to party too hard. <laughs> Go get a tissue, man. It's not. You can afford it. It's like point zero zero one ETH. Yeah, it's just like half a mutant ape. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, so if you guys have, have just tuned in, we're talking about uh, what the markets are doing in reaction to this China FUD, what it actually means. Spoiler alert, absolutely nothing. Um, and, and also, we want to start bringing you guys onto Moon or Bust for some interviews. So if, if you've been, if you've been uh, here pretty frequently in the, in the comments, uh, you know, Kindred, Duke, STBC, uh, you know, all, all the all those guys who've been pulling up consistently. Yeah, you know who you are. Hit us up on Twitter if you want to come on and we'll make it happen next week. Uh, if we I don't know if what openings we have next week, but we'll make it happen in the next month or two. Um, Okie dokie. So, Brian, our, our resident southerner, can you tell us about what's going on in Kentucky? Well, I tell you what. So it's pretty much the same thing as what everyone kind of expects. Uh, Kentucky files for emergency cease and desist order against the Celsius network because of their lending and uh, because they're pretty much a security is what everyone's saying. So they're not allowed to um, operate in Kentucky at least. Um, and But the thing is, there's almost, uh, I think it said, $17 million just from Kentucky alone is inside the network. And this just kind of adds $17.6 million. Um, and this just kind of adds to the whole XRP thing and how Coinbase dropped the lend. And the government's not saying, hey, this is a security. This isn't a security. This is what how you need to lay out your products or your token or your coin or your crypto, whatever. 
it's just like they're shutting everybody down without trying to work with anybody. And it's kind of frustrating for the crypto space in general. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a new area. So hopefully we can find out soon, you know, what does it take to make sure these products go forward and don't get attacked, don't get kicked out of every country, don't get kicked out of every state. And we can all just kind of, you know, actually trade and do what we want. But we don't really want the government to have, you know, full control of it. So it's kind of a mm, weird area. I think BlockFi is facing some similar regulations in multiple mm-hmm. states too. So it's not just Celsius. Oh yeah. And BlockFi, I think Brian Armstrong tweeted something, or I think it was an article on Coinbase um, that BlockFi is one of the reasons, BlockFi and Celsius is one of the reasons they drop land because they're getting attacked from every which way. And they don't want to deal with that right now. And I don't, I don't really blame them. Hmm. Yo, what? yo, 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 Guys, yo, bro, 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 holy frick, bro, <laughs> bro, 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 Snoop Dogg, what is Cosmo Medici, bro? You guys need to see bro, Snoop Dogg's $20 million what? NFT collection. It Dude, my insane. mind is, is blown right now. <laughs> He's made millions of dollars. We got to check this out. He was an anonymous NFT influencer. He went by Cosmo de Medici, had maybe 20,000 followers on Twitter, maybe 30,000 before he revealed himself as no one else but Snoop Dogg. Uh, now he has about 50,000 followers. He has an insane collection and some really cool threads. So go check him out on Twitter. But he has nine crypto punks as well as a lot of art blocks, some chromie squiggles, some other art blocks curated collections. But he has about $20 million in NFTs. He has one of the most elite collections out there. And he has really good taste, in my opinion. I think we should go to his OpenSea maybe after we check out his Twitter for a minute and look at some of the, the best pieces in his collection because some of them are just crazy. Yeah, so Cosmo was blowing up on Twitter. He was the one helping all the celebrities get their hands on these punks. And it turns out he was a celebrity in disguise this whole time. Ah. Did not see that one coming. Mm. Holy frick, bro. Uh, okay, so so you can you guys can read his thread here about how he got into crypto. Uh, he says, friends, today I share the uncensored tale of how I entered the wild world of NFTs from zero to eight figures in 30 days. Snoop D-O-double-G, young, wild, and free. You Drop know it him. like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. He has been dropping bags on these nfts so here is his open c profile he says for over 700 years we have loved the jpegs uh okay so i want to check out that very first nft actually logan that one for 1.5 eth because that's his newest nft in collaboration with the sandbox Uh, so for those of you unfamiliar with the sandbox it's a decentralized game on ethereum it's a lot it's a lot like decentraland it's like an open world game where you can own real estate and he's actually going to be throwing a party on the sandbox in his private mansion in the sandbox open world and to go to have access to this party you need to have one of these nfts so it's a pretty cool idea they're selling for a lot of money and there's perks i'm pretty sure there's giveaways there's other exclusive nfts you can get at this mansion party and you Mm. have a chance for snoop dogg 
to come over to your metaverse land and perform a concert on your land. So you could probably do whatever you want with it at that point. If Snoop Dogg comes to your land, I mean, I would think you'd be able to charge tickets kind of similarly to this, like how this is mm-hmm. happening right now. Uh, so I think that's a super cool idea. And it's really cool that Snoop Dogg's getting active in the NFT community. He's not just simply collecting he's these JPEGs. He's blowing it up. He's talking about it on his main Twitter. And now he's throwing an event with the Sandbox. I think that's going to bring customers to the Sandbox to play the game, to open an account. So I think that's pretty cool. I just wanted to mention that. I saw STBC in the comments say the sandbox thing he's doing. It's only 1.5 ETH. I mean, only 1.5 ETH. It seems pretty expensive to me. Uh, but I mean, it's historical. It's, it's a cool old. NFT and, and it has some perks. So it's cool, I think. It's going to be like, a, a, but what's his name? The guy who did it, the concert the Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gonna... So that's what I was just about to bring up. I think this is way, way, way cooler. 10 times cooler. Uh, it, it's quite similar, you know. You can walk around in this metaverse land where where the artist is performing. Uh, but it's not just like a like the the franchise. Travis Scott is trying to make his McDonald's bag. Uh, Snoop Dogg <laughs> is actually going to be like participating, having fun. This is something we know that he genuinely enjoys. So to be able to go hang out with him uh, in the metaverse would be pretty sick, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So let's look through his collection now. We we know he has two zombie punks. Uh, these are the ones that he details his purchase for in this thread right here. Um, so he was looking to get the cheapest floor ape. Uh, and then the next day, the, the floor basically doubled or tripled. Uh, so he's like, oh, shit, what do I do now? So he goes for the zombies instead. He picks up the two cheapest zombies uh, for 850 ETH and 700 ETH. Uh, and, and now they're worth at least probably double that. Um, it, probably like two million bucks each. In that thread, Snoop Dogg says basically his whole thesis is get the rare NFTs in a collection, get the most sought after, and that's where the most gains will be. Now, obviously, not everybody can do that because they're millions of dollars at this point. But that is why he picked up two zombies. He actually has nine total in this collection. And Logan, if you go back to OpenSea, you can see that the other punks that he has, they're not just normal punks. They have very rare traits. So, for example, that one right there with the beanie, that's the rarest trait. That's the rarest attribute a punk can have is the beanie. So he picked one of those up. I know he has one with a pilot helmet right, as well, which I think is yeah. which I think is like a, a top five trait. So he's picking up the rare ones uh, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, he's doing well. I, I think he's probably at least doubled his money on all these punks he's bought so far. Yeah, I, I highly doubt he'd even care. I mean, what does it matter, you know, as Snoop Dogg? But the awesome thing is, is what he's bringing to this um, community and what he, how excited he is, like you guys just said. I mean, the Sandbox is a lot better than a Fortnite Travis Scott concert. This is like a whole movement and a whole, you know, new adventure in the where we're going in the metaverse. So that's, I mean... So can we take a little bit deeper look into his collection, maybe filter by the collection, see what art blocks pieces he has and see if there's any other notable NFT collections that he's been buying recently? Yeah, dude has like six Fidenzas. It's crazy. So uh, right now I have them filtered by uh, like most watched or most popular. We also He also has these crazy Mebits. He paid 205 for, he paid 170 for this and one. And that goes along uh, with his and these ones too. are super rare. Yeah, I mean, it those are the rarest ones. So, 
Right. So I'll, let's let's point out the tweet uh, that you're, we're talking about this Snoop's thesis here, the best painters and their best paintings is how he was taught to collect art. So he's taken this over to the NFT space. This is what led him to punks. Uh, right. So uh, CryptoPunks are made by Larva Labs. Larva Labs also has the MeBits. Uh, and um, what's the what's the I'm blanking the autoglyphs. Right now. The autoglyphs. Thank oh, you. Yeah, he, those are crazy. Yeah. I'm not sure if he has any of those, but so he has some me bits. He's got the Tom Sachs Rocket Factory. Uh, let's see. He's that got Nyan Cat too is part of his like uh, someone did a collab with him, and I just saw it on his Twitter that nice. he said that the person who made that said he's bringing the blunts. <laughs> so he also has a bunch of art blocks uh that are super super rare let me see let me just filter it by uh oh yeah he favored that he favorited them wait maybe that doesn't maybe these aren't the ones that he owns i didn't think about that he could yeah, favor the ones that he wants favorites. yeah because i don't think that that's his i didn't see any fidenzas in his collection when yeah I no. okay so i stand corrected on that he does not have any fidenzas but he does have art blocks so how could we Let's see. We could filter by art blocks. They're so rare you can't even see them. Wait, I think it's what? two words, Logan. Dude, I do NFTs, I swear. Here we go. Okay, so he has uh, looks like nine, 12. He's got a bunch of chromie squiggles. That's crazy. He has a lot of these other ones too, the fragments, which I wasn't even aware of before I checked out his wallet. So that's kind of interesting. I wonder why he's picking those up. They do look pretty cool. Looks rare. <laughs> and then he's also got one, two, three, four, five, five chromie squiggles. That's pretty crazy. It's got to be a lot right there. What's the floor on a chromie squiggle these days, Ryan? Uh, probably around nine ETH. Nine. Maybe, eight, just maybe seven to nine ETH. I haven't checked lately. Pretty, pretty crazy. One just sold, I think, for $2.7 million last week, a full or a perfect spectrum chromie squiggle, which means that it has every color in it and it has every hue of that color one time in the perfect order. So there's only 20 of them. So huh. very rare, but that's very bullish for chromie squiggles that they had to sell that high at $2.7 million. We are all going to make it. I didn't know what that meant. As long as you drop a like. Boom. <clears throat> well, now you do. Yeah. You sure have been missing out the past few months without knowing what we're all going to make it means. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Brian. Ah, who knew? Ah, whatever. What's this Get wag on. me thing? All these kids are talking about these. Things. Yeah. What's wag me? snappers. You freaking zoomers. Yeah. Is wag me the new NFT I need to buy? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. How do I make it? I don't know. All right, get our wag me uh, NFTs next week. We'll be dropping a whole new line. <laughs> I bet that there's already a bunch of those out there. Okay, so the cheapest uh, squiggle you can buy right now is 10.9. Looks like it was drawn by a toddler uh, with a messed up marker, uh, and it costs thirty thousand dollars. So it moves. It does move. Can we see it move on here? Do we? For, yeah. Go? For those of you unaware, chromie squiggles move. It's uh, not a common fact. Not everybody knows that. So that's a, that's a huge value add for crummy squiggles. Brian's not going to make it. I already told him he's not going to make it. I'm going to make it. Don't worry about it. Drop a like so Brian can make it, guys. Yeah. Chris is now blacklisted from our NFT drop. <laughs> uh, wait, how do I make it move, Ryan? Click on it. Okay. 
Whoa. Yeah, that just got a lot cooler, right? You know what? I'd I'd say that's worth about (laughs) $31,000. Just kidding, guys. I'm broke. That's just, that's crazy. That is pretty dang cool, but. Yeah, and we know Chris. Chris uh, runs the Roadmap Show on Benzinga. If you haven't checked it out, it is the NFT show. You want to be there. I mean, it's gotten shoutouts from Beanie Maxi, the biggest uh, collectors. They've had Oni Force on. They've had the Crypto Dads on. Uh, they are the premier NFT show. So go check them out. Uh, they, it's co-hosted by Maz, and, and he has a chromie squiggle. I'm very jealous of that. We'll have to get you guys on, Chris and Maz. We could do a little crossover episode uh, from, from Moon or Bust to <laughs> the roadmap. Let us know if you guys want to see that. Uh, drop a comment, smash the like. They want to see the squiggles. They, that's all they want, man. I, I mean, yeah, we could just sit here. Maybe this we, maybe is going to be the rest of the show. Day. So, guys, just stay tuned. <laughs> and this is what we're doing. Get your Can snacks. We see for how a ribs. <laughs> Can we see how a ribbed chromie squiggle moves? I want to see how a ribbed one moves. Sure thing. Whenever my Thanks, slow Logan. ass internet will let me. Da, 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 da. You might have to filter. I don't think they're going to be too close to the floor. Yeah. What should I filter by? Uh, attributes and then ribbed. Duh. This kid doesn't use OpenSea. No. What's a NFT, bro? Do you even squiggle? Me? Scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Chromie squiggle. It's alphabetical order. Yeah, it's not my fault that I'm too poor to buy art blocks, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, ribbed. Here we go. Nailed okay, it. get ready for this. It's going to be amazing. Mm, we got to pick a cool like looking one, you know? How about that Ooh, black this one? Oh, okay. Yeah, this one looks cool. Like a snake. Like a slurry little snake. snake. Like a slurry little snake. <laughs> All right, guys. Moment of truth. Get ready. Hold on to your pants. Is it moving? Yeah. Dang, that sucks. I would never buy that one. Oh, I got it. Huh? It's moving very, very slowly. Oh, I this, see this it now. Pink right here. Man, that was worth it. <laughs> kind of kind of disappointing not gonna lie, guys. <laughs> really i think let, we've covered squiggles in depth now we can probably yeah. move on i mean we've on. seen several squiggles move now don't forget that chromie squiggles move or else you're not, not going to get this it. content anywhere else i'm just letting you know subscribe that's true for better or worse you will not be getting this content anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so next up, uh, let's move on to integrating uh, Twitter, integrating the Lightning Network onto their tips platform. So uh, you can tip popular uh, Twitter users. I wonder if Snoop Dogg is verified. This could be, of course, uh, a good no, but he doesn't have the doesn't have the <gasps> tips going. Oh no! But basically, what will happen? There'll, there'll be this button that will pop up right here. Previously, you could use Jack Dorsey's other company, Square. Uh, or Venmo, I believe, to uh, you know send a tip. But as of yesterday, you can now use Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is now the official currency of Twitter. I think that's pretty sick. And, and we can do you know payments across countries, across borderlines in seconds. 
Uh, so basically, Western Union just got deleted by Jack. <laughs> they also you also pay in Satoshi's st- Satoshi's is there a T? Yeah, yes, Satoshi. I can't say it. It's like cinnamon. But um, so you pay it like you can pay as little as a dollar or five dollars, ten dollars. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and since they use the Lightning Network, you'll probably only be paying a penny or two in fees. So it's super economical for anyone who wants to transfer money. Like Logan said, who needs Western Union anymore? Just make a Twitter account and you can send payments anywhere in the world for probably a couple cents. And it's a great way to tip, too, because you're not going to be tipping somebody $20, $50, $100 all the time. And and if you just want to send a dollar, you can do that. So, yeah, that's really cool. And that's not the only feature that they're integrating. They're actually working on verifying NFT profile pictures. So if that's not bullish for NFTs, I don't know what is. I've seen so many people put fake CryptoPunks as their profile picture. Once that feature Mm. comes out, they will be getting flamed for sure. And then they're going to (laughs) be wanting to buy some other NFTs. And you know, obviously, these people who use CryptoPunks NFTs as their profile picture but don't own them, it's probably because they can't afford it. I mean, almost nobody at this point can afford a CryptoPunk at $300,000 for a single CryptoPunk. Hey, speak for yourself, man. You poor. Okay, okay. I mean, you were just calling yourself poor like five minutes ago, Logan. I don't, I don't That's know why it's a joke, changed. Ryan. Are, are the markets <laughs> going up now or something? Did I did I miss something? No. <laughs> I wish. But I think this could drive demand to some cheaper NFT projects because people are probably going to want to get verified, right? They'll want an right. NFT regardless of what it is before they could have a CryptoPunk as their profile picture. And mm-hmm. you know, unless you actually verified it, you didn't really know if they owned it or not. Now, now there'll be a simple check mark or some type of icon to let people know that you actually own that NFT. So mm-hmm. for the people that right now are using these really expensive NFTs, <laughs> they might want to get verified and they'll go over to probably less expensive projects. within. The and you know what that means, right? What? What, what does it Ethereum, mean, Logan? Tell us the alpha. Ethereum addresses connected to your Twitter account. <laughs> so as we know, Jack Dorsey does not like Ethereum because it poses, it posits to make Twitter irrelevant uh, because of its anti-censorship nature, because of decentralization. Uh, and so Jack Dorsey has been all in on Bitcoin instead because, you know, it can't it can't recreate Twitter because there's no smart contracts. Uh, but J- Dorsey does believe that Bitcoin's name, Bitcoin's adoption uh, will be a good thing to lead cryptocurrency into the mainstream and Twitter integrating it, I think, is amazing for crypto as a whole. Uh, but I would love to see him add ETH as well. Uh, he's not going to do that, but people want their NFTs verified. People want their Twitter, their their CryptoPunk Twitter profile picture to say, yeah, this is actually my punk. You can check the chain uh, and, and get that little badge or whatever it might be uh, for their PFP. So, you know, it's going to be hard for, for Jack to reject this PFP NFT wave. Uh, even if he doesn't like Ethereum, it looks like we're going to get it anyways, thanks to them non-fungible tokens. Another cool thing, though, is what he's done is he's added a lot more users to the Lightning Network. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, within 24 hours, it went up almost 26% in usage, that's which so is crazy. kind of insane just yeah, by that, Twitter. That's ridiculous, and it's probably only going to keep going up. I bet within the next week, the Lightning Network doubles in size. Uh, and, you know, this is, we've been talking about Bitcoin scaling since, like, 2016. Like, it'd be great to finally see it happen, right? And agreed to see what will actually come about of bitcoin besides being this p2p payment provider 
you know, or a store of value. Like it's kind of, we'll see the more integrations, the more adoptions, um, who knows? I mean, who knows what five years will happen? I mean, what will come, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely very bullish for the space in general. Uh, Twitter is kind of our modern day metaverse until VR and augmented reality can uh, combine our, our real world and our metaverse. We kind of just live on, on Twitter right now. Uh, and so it'll be cool to see this get more heavily crypto integrated. All right. What's up next, guys? Let's talk about our investment strategies, how we're going to play the rest of this market, maybe pull up coin market cap and trading mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. we go over some different types of plays to make maybe some NFT related investments that aren't actual NFTs, but within the ecosystem. And then maybe some of our favorite ERC20 tokens, and maybe then we can do some of our other favorite altcoins. All right. And alongside that, we want to know your guys' trading strategies, the coins you're looking at for the rest of the year. So drop them down below. We'll do a little bit of moon or bust action along the way. Uh, and you know, feel free to throw any NFTs in there too. Uh, okay, so let's just take a, a general big picture look at the market today. Ooh. It is uh, everything is on sale. Great buying opportunity. Uh, you know, if you if you got some extra cash to deploy uh, and you're bullish on this space already, you can DCA in. Uh, so we have Bitcoin down 6%, ETH down 8%. Cardano is holding a little bit stronger, down only down 2%. Binance Coin is getting wrecked uh, along with the rest of the market. It seems like it's in this like 5 to 10% range for the most part. Uh, so what have, screen. what have you guys been taking up lately? Uh, maybe why and what prices are you looking for? Yeah, I'll start actually because I bought some sushi the other day and I'm looking to DCA into sushi. Mm-hmm. I got some for right around $10 and I got about 15% of the position I want so far. And I'm hoping we see this dip and we hold right around the the 21 week SMA and 21 week EMA. And I can pick some more up right around $9. I think this is a great play. Like I've said before, I dismissed it for a long time in the early days of DeFi because Uniswap was king and this forked from Uniswap and was just kind of like a copycat thing people used. But since then, they have so many new products now. I'm very bullish on it, especially with ShowU, their new NFT marketplace, mm-hmm. which should be releasing pretty soon here. And when that releases, 2.5% of the sales on that platform go to sushi holders if they stake mm-hmm. for ex-sushi in the form of dividends. So they're making multiple facets for dividends. They have multiple products. They're very horizontally integrated right now. Lots of different products across the DeFi market. So I, I think sushi is a great play. And at rank number 78, honestly, I think it is pretty undervalued at this point with a market cap mm-hmm. of $1.2 billion. I don't think it's unreasonable to say this is one of those coins that could 10x by the end of the market cycle. That is if we see Bitcoin reach $150,000 and we see Ethereum reach $10,000 plus, I think Sushi could get pretty damn close to $100 by the end of this market cycle. Yeah, I mean, okay, so- look at Uni and uh, Pancake. I think that Sushi is definitely undervalued. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So and they've I been climbing in volume too. They've been talk about really growing. Uh, so Ryan, you mentioned show you earlier, this is going to be a competitor to open C, right? Yep. But it's going to be decentralized, maintained by the, the sushi governance token. And also you can stake, uh, your sushi on sushi swap to get X sushi or, or sushi bar as they call it. Uh, and then 
currently the, the rates are around 10% annual yield on that sushi bar. Uh, and they will only go up when Shoyu unveils. So uh, if Shoyu really has the ability to take maybe even like a quarter of OpenSea's uh, market share, that would mean millions and millions and millions of dollars in fees distributed to those stakers. So I have been purchasing sushi as well, and I have been locking it up on sushi.com on their app. Uh, and, and I'm pretty bullish on this in general. So uh, ideally, you'll probably want to get in before show you launches, before all that hype comes out. We are bringing it to you early. This is one of my big plays. And, and we can see here uh, in the same vein, we have Curve as well as the next one I want to talk about. Do you guys have any final thoughts on Sushi or should we, should we flip yeah. over to Curve? I'm trying to do a little bit of research right now on how much volume OpenSea does. Uh, here they, it says $3.4 billion, I think, in the past 30 days. Have you guys seen the daily volume on OpenSea by chance? Yes, I'm trying to ridiculous. find that. No, I haven't seen it today, but it is ridiculous. You can go yeah. on to um, uh, CoinMarketCap might do it or... Uh, yeah, I think it's on coin market cap. So $3.4 billion in August. So that's $340 million every 10 days. So $34 million a day about. Right now, Sushi Swap's doing about $200 million in transaction volume on their decks. And ex-Sushi holders get 0.05% of that sale. So they get 2.5% from this NFT marketplace coming out which is mm -hmm. 10, that's 50 times more than what they get from the decentralized exchange. So although it's about $30 million a day of OpenSea volume, if they can compete with OpenSea or even take over as the main exchange for NFTs, then ex-sushi holders will be making more than double their dividends right now, which of course will affect the price of the token directly. Mm -hmm. So we got Alan out here breaking out the telescope to make the price prediction plays. Uh, so he thinks Bitcoin will go up and altcoins will wait until next year. Uh, and, and he has been told by the Lord in heaven above in the stars. Uh, and he's been right so far. So we, we will watch for this. Alan, I'm curious to hear more about your strategy. Uh, but so so this is this is my thesis on Curve. You guys ready? Mm -hmm. So let's look at, at the total value locked in these protocols according to D. DeFiPulse.com. Uh, with Uniswap, the leading DEX, we have $5.9 billion locked in the protocol. Seems pretty good, right? It's That's why their market cap is $12 billion. Uh, but on the contrary, we have Curve with $11 billion locked in it now. Uh, since it is multi-chain, it's launching on all these layer twos. It has twice as much uh, value locked in it as Uniswap, yet it has a market cap uh about 8% the size of Uniswap. So, I mean, these are governance tokens, right? And the idea of buying a governance token is so you can have some kind of control uh, or, or protect any value that might be stored in the protocol, right? So in my mind, the value of the governance token is tied very closely to the total value locked in the protocol itself. Uh, so that's why I think Curve is ridiculously undervalued compared to Uniswap uh, and that's why I have been adding to my curve position uh, pretty heavily during this dip. I think I got in by like two, like just just above two bucks around here somewhere. Um, yeah, it's back down to there now. 
but you know we can always we can always add a little bit more uh but yeah what do you guys think about curve i think this is kind of a similar play to sushi uh just undervalued in comparison uh to, to uniswap i think it's yeah, just I a like whole different too. i think it's a whole different um ball game too in, in its own right because you have the almost the mix of what balancer does in those a amm um platforms but you have a whole lot more opportunity to grow and i think it's made for one specific purpose and it does it really really well and so that's why i i'm a big fan of curve and i i i agree wholeheartedly with you i think that there is a lot of room to grow dope yeah, Logan, I really like your point that total vo- value locked is a really key metric when determining the value of these projects. But also you have to look at how are these coins actually accruing value. So right now, Uniswap is is really just speculation. You're not getting any dividends. You're not really deriving any value from holding Uniswap tokens other than governance. Now, in theory, there could be a vote to to pay Uniswap holders dividends or do something to give Uniswap real value, which probably will come in the future. Uh, but that is something you have to look at. And that's why I do like Sushi so much is because every new thing that they're making, they're saying, how can we give value to the Sushi Swap token through doing this? Which I really like mm-hmm. to see because without that, right. it really is just pure speculation. Yeah. I agree. So I want to play a little devil's advocate to my own thesis here. Uh, buy Sushi uh, you know, having these rewards that you can stake it, uh, they might be making themselves a security, putting themselves in the crosshair uh, by, you know, the if you can expect to make money based on the work of others, that is kind of where the definition of a security is. Uh, and so maybe Uniswap is trying to protect themselves by not offering incentives to, to holders, to stakers. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see. I'm kind of uh not entirely clear on uh if staking makes it like a different asset so maybe x sushi the staked version of sushi would be a security whereas like the regular version wouldn't be um but it's interesting and why do you why do you guys think that uniswap doesn't have like an equivalent uh you know staking platform on their app well, they're not think, paying dividends right now, so they'd have to vote and get something in place where you would would stake for rewards. I think what you said, Logan, is probably accurate. They don't want to be targeted any more than they already are by the SEC, so they've just strayed away from it. And when David Sun came on and talked about Uniswap, he made a pretty good point. You know, it does one thing and it does it really well, and there's not too much of a point to really upgrade it more than what it's at right now. I mean, I, I, they definitely are, and we're in the early days, but there's no need for them to really go out and upgrade every month when they have an automated market maker that does so well, gets a lot of volume. And we saw a really big update with <coughs> concentrated liquidity, which was great. Uh, and they have the IP for that, so no other platform can replicate it, which is also great to see. But I mean, they've definitely been a lot slower at releasing products and, and doing governance votes than some of these other protocols, which may be concerning but it may just be because of the use case of Uniswap and where they're headed. Yeah. Just to add on that. Also, it it takes a whole, the whole community to make sure that something happens within Uniswap. So, you know, it kind of, it's not really determined by one person or the other. It's determined by the group as a whole. And I, I can see why they wouldn't want to go down that road or wait for it until it's, you know, a lot more clear. They're not going to get shut down or, be banned from a country, you know, but being decentralized, just like a DAO, just like curve, like who's going to be really in trouble for curve. Who's going to take the blame besides them just saying, 
you got to shut off, but you can't stop. Can't it's really stop weird. Centralized protocol. Uh, okay, so we got we got a bunch of people in the chat dropping some tokens. So I say we do a little bit of moon or bust, and we answer the questions about your tokens. So uh, without further ado, here's the clip. All right, so first up, I'm going to ask SBT, STBC to uh, please exit promptly. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, I want to talk about some of these uh, metaverse tokens. So we have Jonathan Dominguez uh, wants to know about sand or mana. So uh, these are both com- these are these are competitors in the metaverse space. They're both uh, you know blockchain games building their own little metaverse. So sand is the sandbox. This is the one that Snoop Doggy Dog is having his uh, his party on. Uh, and you guys can can hop in there if you get a ticket for 1.5 ETH. Um, but they have a token. Um, I'm pretty sure this would just be like a, a governance token. Uh, maybe there's some other values. I, I haven't looked buy, too much into this one in particular. It. You use it to um, get properties and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, they so have the a really large that market. Metaverse. And they have a really big marketplace on the sandbox to buy yeah. different types of NFTs that you can use within the metaverse that they're creating, which is pretty cool. I mean, Sandbox and Decentraland, they're very similar projects. The way I would differentiate these two, I see Decentraland as more hmm. of an experiment where developers or, or people who own land can go and build whatever they want, and basically just do whatever they want. Whereas Sandbox, I see it as a little bit more corporate because they do have more partnerships. Like like we've said, they're working with Snoop Dogg. They have Care Bears. They have Atari. They have a few other partnerships too. They did one with The Walking Dead. And I think these events could drive users to the Sandbox, which may be how it outcompetes with Decentraland. But they definitely mm-hmm. are very similar they do have those differences to keep in mind, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull up mana here. We could do a little side by side. Uh, I do have some mana tokens. Picked them up a while back. Uh, and, and the day that I can walk my Mebit into, <laughs> into Decentraland will, will be a very happy day for me. I All think right, so- both these are going to do well. I mean, there, there's really... The, the metaverse is what everyone kind of envisions the future is going. And I think both of these projects are, you know, will be the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have, I'm very bullish on both of them. Yeah. So the I distinction that I want to point out is, is the price, Ryan. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you go, oh, go but ahead. I just want to point out the, that Decentraland has uh, yet to reach a new all-time high as with most of the cryptocurrency market. But Sandbox, however, has wasted no time. Uh, they <laughs> have already broken into price discovery mode. So this might be, a pretty bullish short-term play, uh, assuming the market does turn around. I would want to see that happen first, and then maybe try to get in. Uh, you know, at this eighty cent level would be nice. All right, Ryan, go ahead. Yeah. So something else I wanted to bring up is, although these two compete with each other, you have to think about through the long term what else can compete with these cryptocurrencies. And mm-hmm. to me, that's the social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, yep. Instagram. They could easily make. I'd a even metaverse. say Fortnite and Roblox too. Yeah, even mm-hmm. Fortnite, Roblox, stuff like that. I mean, they could easily compete, and they already have the users. They have the platform. They have hundreds of developers working for them and mm-hmm. the money so mm-hmm. once this starts picking up i think we'll see some of these bigger corporations get into developing their own metaverses which could 
really outcompete Decentraland and the Sandbox. I think mm-hmm. there will always be an allure to having a decentralized metaverse because, I mean, the metaverse really is stemming from digital ownership. So I don't think that they're going to go anywhere, but that could definitely mm-hmm. halt their growth if these bigger companies get into this. Yeah, and who knows? Like, I, I would say, just like he said, Roblox, I can see that one doing it first and just either partnering up or creating their own because they already you already have a metaverse inside Roblox and it's customizable it's it is a sandbox in the mm-hmm. in a developer term yeah so yeah I, I agree it's gonna who knows Ooh. okay so brand new segment I'm gonna ask a question uh to Ryan and Brian this segment is called Zoomer versus Boomer wait you're not a Boomer you're a millennial it doesn't it doesn't no, have an, as good of a ring to it Damn, Brian's a boomer. I think I'm 50. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Brian, you're the relative boomer. I'm so sorry to do this. Brian, to you. you have to take off for, your hat for this for segment. The, for for uh. this segment, Zoomer versus Boomer, where would you guys uh, ideally own your metaverse property? Would you rather have uh, a piece of land in Roblox, in Minecraft, in Forknife, in Decentraland, in the Sandbox? Uh, let's let's hear it. Um. Decentraland. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan? I mean, it's really hard to tell. I think if these bigger companies do get into it, there's probably going to be more transaction fees and, and some other barriers that you don't see within like on-chain platforms like Decentraland in the sandbox. And being a, a crypto enthusiast as I am, I would probably be picking either Decentraland or the sandbox. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, it really depends on where my friends are, You know, where everyone else is. That's where everyone's going to be. So mm-hmm. once you see a, a metaverse being made that people are actually getting onto, you know, the normies are getting onto it that aren't into crypto, but they want to be right. part of this metaverse the where they can have digital ownership. I think that's where I'm going to be. I'm just going to follow the masses. Yeah, me um, too. I, I got so we, that's it. Chris Catchy coming in with the clutch update. Roblox had news today. Album release parties uh, from artists will be expanding. And, and Jonathan, the... The gentleman who asked us about this question, Decentraland versus Sandbox, uh, he points out that his kids love Roblox uh, and they are willing to get paid in in the digital currency that is Robux. Uh, So if everyone is already on all these games, they're already on on Roblox and and Minecraft, it's going to be hard for these, uh, you know, OG blockchain space metaverses to compete but there's always bridges there's always the ability for them to work together um so i think that that could be cool yeah that that's my thoughts if i were to pick i'll I'll answer my question that i posed to you guys earlier um dude i really just want to be my amoeba in minecraft like how sick would that be like that, (laughs) that was my favorite game growing up by far um and i would just love to see that come full circle you know yeah, and that that's the thing with me. I didn't I grew up with Halo 2 and you know Legend of Zelda, um, all that stuff. I didn't have uh Roblox or uh Minecraft, and so I'm not really big like these games don't really interest me. I'm I'm also 31, so it's kind of hard for me to want to get into it. Mm-hmm. But my I do have a daughter who does like some of those things. Well, she likes to watch she doesn't play it, she likes to watch other people <laughs> play it, but um it, it is kind of interesting to think like, yeah, bring your own me bit into it and then have mm-hmm. that your own world. And then, Oh man, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think that there could be a lot of cool stuff. Like you're like, you're walking down your Decentraland property. You see a, a, a crypto punk 
coming alongside of you like that would be so crazy it'd be like seeing a celebrity in real life and you don't even have to know who they are they could be anonymous and everyone would think they're a celebrity just because of their punk well um, they'll also you'll know what celebrity is too in a sense because their identity is the the nft they have because no mm -hmm. one else can have it especially right. in a metaverse yep and, and so a lot of people have been saying lately that these nfts these pfps they're not profile pictures they are digital brands uh, and you can make the most or the least out of them, whatever you decide to do. But we've seen like like Loomdart, you know, he had uh, uh, this like profile picture that wasn't an NFT, created this brand around it, uh, created these Loomlock NFTs, this this trend, this meme, uh, started giving them out, making people want them, creating some FOMO. And then the Loomlock NFTs dropped uh, yesterday. Maybe we'll pull those up for a quick second. We do have pre-market prep at the close uh, coming to you very soon. Uh, it's Friday. Is there, is there Zinger trivia today? Maybe Rohan, can you, uh, can you chime in on this one? Uh, well, uh, let's see here. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, the loom lock. loom lock NFTs. Yeah. So I'm sure Ryan, you've been seeing people talking about these forever. Um, I sure have. And they're finally here. The floor last night was like 0.9. We'll see if it has changed. I don't think that was the right collection. heck man loom loom lock nft boom okay so it's dropped a little bit um but yeah like this this was just a twitter person who created a digital brand and, and ended up making this 2.5 eth volume pretty pretty cool uh yeah appreciate you jonathan make sure you you subscribe to the channel if you're not uh drop a like and then maybe hit us up on Twitter if you want to come on the show. We'd love to have you uh, and anyone else on. So I just want to reiterate that from the beginning of the show. We want to bring you guys on. So if you've been around here for a while, hit us up. If you want to come on, we'll make it happen. Um, but yeah, some pretty crazy volume going on. They got the Wasis outcasts. So I'll have to check these out. I didn't really get a chance to look into them yet. But uh, maybe we'll do that on Monday. Uh, until then, we are unfortunately out of time. Uh, Ryan, Brian, you guys have any closing thoughts for us on this fine Friday afternoon? This week, I lost three followers on Twitter, so I need three of you to go over to my Twitter and follow me to make up for that. We can't have a down week. It was really sad. So if you could just shoot me a follow, get me back up to 546 followers. You know, I'm trying to get to a million. That's all I ask. It's not much. That's it. <laughs> Simple. All right, guys, you know what to do. Go follow Ryan and hit up Brian and I as well while you're over there. Uh, connect with us. We would love to be connected with you guys on Twitter. So uh, that's it for today. Thank you guys all for tuning in. If this was your first time on and the first time to Moon or Bust, please, please, please drop a sub and come back for more. Also, the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel is where we will be moving over as soon as it hits 1,000 subs. We are going to do a giveaway, maybe an ENS domain. Maybe I'll drop my new rap song uh, once we hit 1,000 subs on that channel. Top link in the description below. Uh, so, uh, you know, go subscribe to there so you can find out what that 1,000 sub giveaway will be and you won't be left behind in the future. All right, that was a lot of talking. I will cut it off here thank you guys for tuning in we will see you on monday
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.